The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another session of the Kickpod Dojo. I am your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, here to give you the insider of my martial arts experience as well as my thoughts and opinions on certain martial arts subjects ranging from movies, TV shows, and also highlighting certain martial artists, actors, as well as martial artists around the world. Okay, before I get started, I'd like to thank the 1,400, or should I say 1,431 listeners I have so far. Thank you for opening your ears every week to my um, to my martial arts experience, or should I say my fun episodes that I have every week. You know, I try to do the best to come up with um, certain episodes that might um, enlighten you and getting you into, like, what martial arts is really like. And hopefully that um, is going to get you uh, to get you into martial arts, or at least try to have you join the martial arts style, as well as having your children or people in your family get into martial arts. Second, I'd like to uh, thank my guest from last week, Matt Johnson, for um, his um, experience with um, Rob, what, John Claude Van Damme movies. Yeah, that was real fun last week. Me and him was going back and forth with um, Van Damme movies and me analyzing certain Van Damme movies and certain scenes. And um, Matt Johnson is, is um, of course, a, in charge or should I say, of the podcast precincts, which we will do, which we do our recordings. And also he's um, an owner of the network, the BICBPradio.com, in which all my episodes are posted on there every week. And speaking of the network, um, this Saturday, the 8th, the network will be hosting its second annual Western New York PodCon showcase, which will be live on Facebook. Originally, there was a venue scheduled to be um, picked for the, pop, the PodCon, but due to the coronavirus um, pandemic, it is um, was um, replaced, or should I say, postponed or should I say scheduled to be put online or should I say digital so that's pretty much the hashtag is um or the tagline it's going digital so tune in um should I say I think it started at 11 o'clock to three or so on make sure you tune in on in Facebook for the numerous of um podcasts podcasters that are going to be involved in this um podcon showcase okay so on to this today's session or should I say this week's session or should I say episode um i was um looking at a, a video that was posted on facebook um by one of my, my good friends um out in augusta georgia um he posted um of this um facebook um post talking about the life of a martial arts instructor of course it's like a six minute video but originally it was um it was three videos that were put together coming from a YouTube channel called Marshall Media Channel, 
and um, it was under um, a playlist called Martial Arts Nerd Sketch and involves three videos or three scenes. One is um, fake black belt. The second one was uh, Instructor's Nightmare. And the last one is um, entitled Don't Panic. It was the COVID-19 shutdown. All right, so I was pretty much watching this video on um, Facebook and I'm pretty much shaking my head at some of the things that were on here. Definitely some of the things that you're going to experience as a martial art instructor. You know, I'm sitting there shaking my head, almost smirking, and really saying, like, what in, what in the world? Why? Like, why? All right, so I'm going to start with the first video entitled Fake Black Belt, which is three and a half minutes long. All right, so you have this guy walk into a Brazilian jiu-jitsu school, wanted to hop into class. Of course, he claims to be a black belt. He wants to hop into class. So it's always great to get um, visiting black belts to come into the karate studio, you know, either to teach a seminar or even, like, do a seminar. You know, there's times I was invited to other karate schools to do seminars or whatnot, kind of get that um, extra experience and kind of enhance my martial arts style, All right. So that's pretty much good. Or there's times that I would um, go to karate schools and um, observe. Um, times um, I would go up to my, um, well, when my niece was doing um, karate, I would go to the studio or dojo that she was um, doing her martial arts in and actually observe her. And I wish she would, was still there because she was planning on becoming a black belt. But, you know. It was like tougher to even get tested for our next belt because you got like so many kids in there and you're doing the same thing week after week and you it gets boring once in a while so i'm definitely feel sorry that she didn't continue her training you know i was looking forward to have another black belt in the family other than just me all right so going on to the next scene after the guy kind of says he wants to hop in just to get his just to fulfill his um is um social media so it's nothing wrong of really posting your accomplishments on social media that's always good i always do the same thing just uh at least tell them let people know how i'm doing and let them know that i'm doing all right and i'm really trying to get myself out there so it goes on to the instructor asking the guy the black belt who trained you and then of course the light bulb that was on his head kind of shut off and he that was drew a blank asking like what and then the guy was like who trained you who'd you earn your black belt from and the guy's response is he didn't he just bought his black belt offline he didn't earn his black belt he just bought it offline and he's talking about that he was talking to another guy that was training in martial arts and he asked how long it takes and his response was 10 years of training and he went off of being like sarcastic and says, who has time for that? And like, really? I'm just here shaking my head. And he said he, he bought his, bought his um, belt offline two days. Well, no, man, I'm not even going to get into that. But I was just shaking my head saying that he's like saying that train is a waste of time. Pretty much he was saying that it's a. Well, pretty much that's like an insult to me or any other black belt that's been training for a long time in the martial arts, saying that it's a waste. Training is a waste of time. Well, if you think about it, you go to mar you go to karate or go to 
lessons like twice a week. Roughly, it's an hour or 45 minutes. So that's two hours of training. And then you got um, that you train at home, which is could be three to five minutes. You're looking at like two, two and a half hours of training a week. So usually between going to class twice a week and training at home on your own, you know, you're not putting enough time. You've not putting a lot of time at home for training as well as you're doing in a cryo studio. I mean, usually when you're at home, you're trying to focus on things that are that are difficult for you to do. And really, that's basically that takes three to five minutes. You're just trying to perfect your technique. That's what you're doing, pretty much doing. That's the whole concept of training. And the whole, should I say, the whole essence. All right. So here's his other response. He says, thinking that if you're a black belt, nobody will mess with you. Uh, and I'm just shaking my head at this subject, too. I mean, people are going to mess with you no matter if you're a black belt or you're a president of the United States. Well, no pun intended, um, President President um, Donald Trump. Mm, uh, really, there's been so much heat on him. You know, I'm not going to get into him. But nevertheless, you know, people don't care if you're a black belt. All right, so, like... You think they're, they're, they're going to be afraid of you because you wear a black belt? That's not the thing. I mean, you know, just because I wear a black belt doesn't make me ahead of the world. You know, I have to work for, to get the things that I need. You know, I'm not going to use my black belt to get a good job. I'm going to have to acquire the skills that that job asks for just to get the job. All right, so I'm not just going to use my black belt just to get ahead. And people think I'm a bum. You know, people will think you're a bum whether you're a black belt or not. You know, that's just your behavior. You know, the the context of your character. That's what makes. That's what what really matters. All right. And um, just going on saying that um, oh yeah, he kind of mentioned the instructor was mentioned like, are you familiar with um terms like like shrimping or hip hip escape? And the guy was just being sarcastic, talking about, I don't know, whatever, but, you know, he's being sarcastic. All right, going on to the next thing, I'm definitely going to keep shaking my head with this um, video. He lets them join the class, but has them sign a wager. You know, with most karate studios, with pretty much anything that you're doing, either if it's training or going to the gym, it's probably best for the instructor to always have the participants coming from another school uh, sign a waiver. Therefore, the waiver protects the, um, the instructor from any lawsuits by the student. So uh, if the student gets hurt in class, that's that's not um, that's not the instructor's um, problem, or should I say, it's not the instructor's fault. You know, you're if you're signing a wager, you're giving up pretty much your free. You're pretty much giving up your body. To do this, you sh you really know the risk involved in intensive training, and and honestly, the guy shouldn't even let him go into class, and um, because I guess in this case he was trying to teach this guy a lesson. I know my master instructor wouldn't stoop that low to actually let a big black belt into in the class and r risk um showing teaching him a lesson. And you basically will turn him away, saying that he's he's not gonna gonna risk ruin his reputation for letting a 
a black belt, a fake black belt in the class. And, you know, my master instructor would um, tell stories about uh, the Christ certificate written in cram. I know he t tells me stories about that. All right. So he lets him in the class. And then, of course, um, the end results, the, the fake black belt languages lessons to never impersonate a black belt. In the end, in the end scene, it it was revealed that he got beat up by a white belt, a white belt. I mean, normally white belts are not like highly trained as well as black belts is in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But, you know, this guy took took it upon himself to try to jump into class and yet... And the instructor lets him in there, and then um, he gets, he suffers. He he learns a lesson never to impersonate a black belt. And ironically, in the in this video, the white belt that beats him up is a little girl. That irony. But just to be clear on something, now if you're are having people train in a karate studio, usually if you're doing any physical contact like self-defense or grappling, it's always best to pair the students, boy, the pair the boys, the boys with boys, girls with girls, men with men, and women with women. And you shouldn't shouldn't be it wouldn't be a good idea to actually pair an adult male with a a little kid. You know, just think of legalities. You know, kids talk, and you know, I know. That's probably a no-no. You shouldn't pair little kids with... And speaking of which, you shouldn't have an adult in a kid's class. I mean, kids are supposed to be with kids, and adults should be with adults. I know with most women, they don't mind working with men because they want to get the feel of it. But, you know, and just not to bend the rules, we kind of keep the genders apart. I mean, if it's anything other than grappling or self-defense, I mean, if it's just kicking the pad, I mean, that's fine. But nevertheless, you don't want to pair the opposites, opposite genders with, um, to pair them together when you're doing self-defense. All right, so that's pretty much it with that video. So moving on to the next one, which I'm sitting here... Be my sitting here, um, shaking my head again. It's entitled the Karate, the Martial Arts Instructor's Nightmare. All right, so it's pretty much two minutes. All right, so the scene starts off. A mother walks in with two kids, and yet is greeted by the black belt instructor, and she wants to get her kids into karate. And however, the older kid is about the age. But here it goes. She got an older kid and a younger kid. The older kid seems like he's at about that age to start karate. and But yet, the instructor mentions that the daughter is, is too young to um, start martial arts. You know, there's always options for different kids' classes. But likely, there's classes for younger kids that are ages 4 to 5 and required age to start pretty much the required age to start is like six to eight eight years old so basically that's pretty much the requirements but yet um when 
at my studio, we usually have a, a panda program, which is like for four to five years old, and it's mostly a half an hour. They're just learning simple techniques and keeping themselves active. And then once they turn like six, they're moved into an actual karate class where they'll be training to the, the going the train for black belt or train to move up the black belt. Right. So that's pretty much how it is with your when you're bringing your kids in there. And here's where the nightmares begins. Apparently, you have two kids that has different issues. You have two kids that have different issues. I mean, the older kid, as you see, seems to have a case of ADHD, where if you take your eye off of him, he'll go on a rampage. As you'll see in the video, he disappears, and all of a sudden he's in the room wrecking things. However, the mother is unsure of his condition, and her response to him is, is yelling at him along with profanity or pretty much swearing at him which is definitely a no-no usually us instructors we are taught to be careful what we say to kids when we're teaching and basically that would involve the parents as well I mean you know her the same monkey see monkey do and yet she all of a sudden says um, well definitely she says it's like it's not her problem but actually, it is her problem if she's screaming profanity at, a, at the kid and expects them to behave. You know, you're looking at four to six-year-olds. They don't have the mentality as probably a 10-year-old or maybe a teenager does to know any better. And yet, other than swearing at the, at the son, she, now she has the little kid in her arms, a little girl, swearing too. And she's talking about where she, and she says she's act like she doesn't have a clue where she got it from. Um, basically, she haven't listened to herself. And of course, and then she comes to ask how long does it take to fix this problem and thinks that it's the instructor's job. But I'm going to tell you this. All right. I don't want anybody to take offense or whoever's listening. I don't want to take offense to this. Us instructors, our martial arts instructors, we are not trained we're not professional we're not qualified doctors all right we don't diagnose what the problem a kid has you know the kids that walk into our studio usually have ad add adhd autism asperger's pretty much any other mental condition that would prevent them from learning so just a heads up all right, so it's not our job to fix this. So if you know that your kid has a problem or some a, a situation, it's always best to take them to a specialist, a doctor, to get a diagnosis of what they have. And um, just think about it. You know, we are here to teach discipline as well as respect, as well as honor and respect. So that's our job. All right, so pretty much the way the kids behave behavior usually carry outs at home so if the kid is acting up at home and basically you're letting it happen so basically that's that's the that's a problem that that you has to be solved among you and yeah and you feel in this and in this video you see this is a single mother of course the father is no bargain 
and yet um, she's stuck by herself with these two kids all right so I'm just gonna tell you that's not our job I mean that has to be figured out by the parents all right so all right so the, oh, that brings up to another thing you got you got certain parents that mistaken mistaken karate or karate studio as the daycare I mean we're not there to take care of your kids I mean we're there to teach them so the fact that you leave them there and don't care about what their progress is, is that's that's not cool alright so that's the problem I deal with with most um, parents that they treat this like it's daycare they expect us to babysit them you know like I said that's that's probably why it's a nightmare when it comes to teaching these kids so really if parents really care about bringing their kids to karate they would definitely do whatever it takes or should say should be in on everything that is going on in class and the kids behavior and if the kids struggling Right, so that's pretty much how martial arts is. So most don't so don't treat the martial arts studio as the daycare. Right, so just the thing to think about. Right, so definitely to end this video, she definitely leaves her kids there, and not listening to the, what the instructor said. I mean, I guess that's the thing. That's why it's always a situation. You know, you got parents that really care more about go, getting the kids off their hand just to do whatever they need to do I mean that's understandable if you got something to do something to get out the way that's okay but you know the fact that you just want your kids off your hand just doesn't seem right you know this is why kids are mentally act up because you got that certain parent that wants to abandon them and just to think of themselves, you know, yeah, you need you to, you get need some time for yourself, but you can't just throw your kids to an instructor that is not a babysitter. All right, so that's pretty much the whole concept. All right, so that's it with that video. Then moving on to the last one, which definitely. Was definitely is pretty much involved uh, with the coronavirus, the COVID-19 pandemic. All right, so definitely in the next scene, he tells the instructor that they have to close due to the coronavirus, which that happened to pretty much every cry studio. We had to shut down probably for a couple months, but in but in light of that pandemic, I mean, we didn't stop teaching our students. I mean, we found a way to actually keep reaching out to our students. And that's what Zoom. I know there's other um, video chats um, that does um, that does um, the cry lessons, but nevertheless, we did Zoom for the last like two months until things kind of open back up and try to figure out. We go through different phases of reopening, so we do that kind of connect with our students and keep them interested in cry. So once the day comes that we do reopen, then we all we all get back together and they see me all right so that's pretty much the last video they have the they had to say their clothes and then of course the instructor goes shopping and of course everything on the shelf is disappeared all to toilet paper 
sanitizer, whatever. And then here's what gets ironic. The next scene, they, uh, he's like in the middle of the desert. And then all of a sudden you see like a, a scene from uh, Mad Max. One of the Mad Max movies. And um, they got like a toilet paper. Like as a fort. And <laughs> that's just the ironic part. All right, just and going just fast forward it, and he goes back to the studio, and he's like, "That didn't take long." Of course, um, it didn't take long to reopen. I mean, we were only closed for like three months, and but yet, we had this. We was setting guidelines. Of course, um, instructors had to wear a mask, and people had to wear a mask as they enter the dojo. And of course, after the lessons are done, we we put on um. We um, sanitized the kid's hand as well as um, sanitized the room, the floors, the, any equipment we use. So that's pretty much the COVID-19. Um, we slowly but surely trying to get back to normal. You know, I want to at least get back to really sh putting cardio back in the class. I mean, we can't do too much because the kids are wearing masks and you don't want them to pass out because they're s sucking in and out with the... With the um, with the mask and getting carbon dioxide poisoning, all right, and pass out. All right, so that's pretty much the whole. That's pretty much the whole video, the whole three videos that were um in this whole video, in this whole um Facebook um post. All right, so when I get a chance, I'll once I get the episode all fixed up, I'll post the video, and then you can take a look at it, and you can realize. Uh, the whole concept okay so that's it with my episode that's it with a session we're gonna bow out all right so this is a very interesting subject involving what you're gonna expect as a karate instructor when if you decide to be one all right so tune in for next week's episode and next week's session as i'm gonna do some exploring and see what else i can talk about and just uh quickie just a quick review of course thanks to the 1431 listeners listeners and keep listening for the inside information and of course uh tune in to for a facebook live of the western new york podcon showcase which will probably be on the podcast precinct if you like the if you go on facebook and type in the podcast precinct like the page or just um, like the the BIC BP Radio Network um, page on Facebook, and I'm guessing that it'll appear on one of those um, pages. All right, so we're gonna bow out, and this is your sensei T.J. Williams, and giving you a nice bow, and we're out. <laughs>
whether it be a classic rock album one week and then a deep dive into some punk history the next, one thing that's certain is we're always going to have a good time. So hit subscribe, dim the lights, and let's get diving.